The other day at the ashram, I spoke to you about Easter, about the birth of Christ and His resurrection, and the message of Christianity that is resurrection. And egg is a very significant thing, and it is written in one of the ancient scriptures in India, why Easter should be celebrated with an egg. It's most surprising. It's clear, it's very clear there, if one can see how Christ is symbolized as an egg. <coughs> now what is an egg? In Sanskrit language, a Brahmin is called as Dvijaha. Dvihi Jayati means the one who is born twice. And a bird is also called, any bird is called as a Dvijaha, means twice born. Because first the bird is born as an egg and then reborn as a bird. In the same way, a human being is born as an egg and then is born as a realized soul. Now see how significant it is that both are called by the same name. No other animal is called as Vija unless and until it has an egg form first and then it comes out as a another thing. For example, no mammals, none of the mammals are called as Vijaya except for human beings. It is remarkable in the zoology, if you read, that mammals do not lay their eggs. They give birth directly to their children. And we are also mammals. But despite that, human beings are called as Vijaya, just like birds. So that means human beings, when they are born, are eggs or they become eggs. How do they become eggs? Is the way our ego and superego develop within us. Now you all being only Sahaja Yogis, I think you understand what I am saying. When the ego and superego, like it's supposed to be, when the ego and superego, there's no chart, is it? Develop in a human being <coughs> to the full extent, and the fontanelle bone area is completely calcified, then you become an egg. You get completely separated from your mother, from all the pervading power of God. And you are left to yourself as an egg till you mature within yourself inside the shell of the egg in your freedom to a point where you are ready for hatching. The mother bird has to pierce on the head of the egg 
and you come out as birds. You are already there inside, developed, and then you fly out into the space of all-pervading power of divine love. <coughs> so how significant is Easter and why Christ? He came on this earth because he had learned the idea, he had practiced the idea, or we can say that he was an expert on this, that he could, himself surpass that hurdle by which he becomes Vadija. But he was that already. But how are you to believe that you can be Dvijas, you can be reborn? It was said by every religion, by every prophet, that you are to be born again. Unless and until you are reborn, that means baptism, not this kind of baptism, but the real one, unless and until this shell is broken on your fontanelle area, you cannot become the Dvija. It's written in all the scriptures, said by all the prophets. Somebody had to show you that this can be done. He being the divine power itself, the pranava, she being the Brahma itself, his rebirth was resurrection, bodily resurrection. While yours is a resurrection which is in your consciousness. And you see it clearly. This is what is Easter is. Now we have to face in Sahaja Yoga ourselves in a full way. Christ was too great, but He came on this earth like an ordinary human being, went through all the pains and pangs of life, overcome the hurdle and became the eternal life. He was eternal life and he became eternal life and he is eternal life. But to show you that you have to also become eternal life, your consciousness must reside in that eternal life. That is only possible after Realization, if you know the value of that eternal life. If that is your priority, if that is the highest and you have to achieve that and nothing else. But actually we have been identified with so many things, like we can say in the X stage we had the yoke and all these things and we got contaminated by all 
the surroundings, that even when we are resurrected, we cannot identify ourselves with the open space, still our wings have to grow, still we are afraid to fly. And at that time you are to be looked after. But if you are prone to go back into the egg stage, you can go back. This is the only difference between a human egg and a bird's egg. Though I would say a realized soul never loses his realization, but it can be so much overclouded that could be that the growth is stunted. The atmosphere in which you live is responsible for that. You must have your own willpower, you must have your own understanding, your own character to stand up to it. You'll be amazed that the chicken that we eat cannot fly. But if you want to see them in the forest, you'll be surprised, they are one of the fastest moving birds. They are exactly the same as the chicken we have in the house. No difference, if you put both of them together, you'll find they are just the same. In the color, in their weight, in their appearances, in the way they walk, everything. But you put them together and at the slightest disturbance one will take off very high up, while the other would not know where to run, it will just purr and go into a small place where it will be caught again and cut and finished. So if human beings have to understand the importance of eternal life, they must know that they can change the atmosphere. They are much more powerful than chickens are, aren't they? Chickens can be dominated by the atmosphere, but a realized soul, through his vibratory awareness, through the radiations that are passing through him, can change the atmosphere. He can change his surroundings, he can change his friends, he can change his parents, his brothers, sisters, his relations, his surroundings, he can change his town, he can change his country and he can change the whole world. Now the Sahaja Yogis have a special responsibility because they are the first to transform themselves, I mean the modern ones. The old ones who are realized souls do not know Sahaja Yoga, so they should not be called as Sahaja Yogis because they don't know about Kundalini, they don't know how to raise the Kundalini, they don't know anything. Moreover, because they have certain amount of consciousness that they are different from others, either they are cynical or egoistical. So the responsibility 
of the surge yogis of modern times is so great that they are the pivotal point they are the turning point they are going to turn the wave a wave that can save or mar one wave can mar kill thousands of people by its upward thrust towards a wrong direction and the same wave can save them to the shore so the responsibility is very great and the importance of surge yogis is much greater than any saints who were born on this earth before because other saints did not know that if they were irresponsible what would happen to others some of them have written good books but i'm sure in between they have made mistakes those saints who have been great and realized souls did not know even 1000th of what you know about kubalik and they did not even have the power to raise the kundalini of others and give them realization except for very few like we can say john the baptist we had who would make people go headlong into the water into the water element to cleanse them first dip them inside nicely again and again and with his vibrations would raise their kundalini but still i don't know if he gave realization to anyone he could give because none of the people at that time speak like realized souls still they are seeking their seeking has not come to an end still they are not knowing in india there are many people who have written about self realization <clears throat> they were at an advantageous position because there are lots of books about while the disciples of christ did not have that advantage otherwise they would have also written a lot but writing is not the main you can make out a realized soul by the way he speaks if he is not a realized soul if he still half baked you can find out you can very easily find out a half baked surgeon as you can find out an egg which is rotten you don't have to break it to find out that it is smelly you can see from the weight you can make it out if the egg is all right or not even by putting it in the water there are so many simple methods of finding out if the egg is rotten or not there are some eggs which are about to be rotten some are absolutely rotten and some are absolutely smelling so forget about them 
Now the one of the first things that happens to realize souls is that their attention goes to the most rotten ones, you see. And to oblige me, they bring them down to me. The most rotten ones, which are <laughs> incorrigible. And I go on struggling with them. I do not know why such a psychology should exist within us, that we get the most difficult ones to Mother, present her with the most challenging task, to give her the greatest, holiest position. But I have no regrets about it, neither have any complaints, but time is wasted. Time is really wasted quite a lot. So it's better to find out people who are not that rotten, to get people who are just all right, not very much spoiled. Otherwise, if the shells are broken, if the whole yoke has fallen down, then how are we to gather it? Now we have most of the eggs quite safe. But we have no way of approaching them, because the contamination that takes place on these eggs is because of heat. They get spoiled. The heat, as you have seen in the body, also is caused by diseases like cancer, or anything that comes as heat from a Sahajyogi means there's something wrong. And the warmth of the mother bird only gives realization to the little legs as birds. In the same way, it is the warmth. of the Divine Love which does the job. But still, human beings do not realize the importance. Best are those who fly at the first opening those who do not sit down and sulk and think and analyze or afraid or frightened or start wondering, their progress is very slow. Because at the instant of their birth is a tremendous force behind him and they can easily go out. But if you sulk, and think of your fears, the fear will settle down in your limbs and in your wings and you cannot fly. The thinking and analysis that is going on after realization makes the wings very heavy. That's why I've seen people who get realization in the villages of India where the people are least complicated, take to their wings without any fear, just they find them flying in the air and they manage to learn flying 
as if it is their birthright. They are just there, no problem. Whenever they want, they can come down and again be there. But those who become heavy with fears or with egos and their misidentifications, fly a little, again flop down. Fly a little, again flop down. Every time they flop down, something happens to them, they are hurt, they try to hurt Me by blaming Me for what has happened to them. This is the worst part of it. Because they think, I asked them to fly, that's why they have fallen down. I give even that much concession because they are still young, still quite naive. But best thing is to take to your wings as soon as you get Realization. <coughs> now why I am telling you this, especially to the people who have already achieved quite a lot, because you took lot of time, most of you. So now when you bring new people, when you talk to new people, tell them that we have done all these mistakes and we were real slow masters. And we used to walk three paces forward and four paces backwards. Now we would request you to take to this flight and have the joy. The third thing which is very important to be understood is that that the mind which is so confused a terminology, I don't know what English word mind means, but if you think mind is your intellect by which you think, is the buddhi, then this mind <coughs> has had many ramblings, in the West especially. So the complication is much worse because the mind has gone round and round and round. <coughs> so the first impact of Realization, of this Resurrection, is seldom of joy. And even if it is of joy, one comes down. It may be in many cases that the joy comes only for an hour or so and then you come back to your position. Then again you start rising. Now when you start rising, you face your complications and your complicated methods. First of all, your priorities have been wrong because of your intellectual ways of doing things. Priorities like wasting your energy on petty things, as we do always, uh, say, now this is not fixed properly. So <clears throat> just to lose temper on that, somebody comes late, then you are angry. The norms, you see, that are made as important, that you have to be in time. Time is very important. For what? Because we won the war, Waterloo War, because of time. But nobody is going to fight here a war, you see. 
we are not doing the same jobs what these people were doing. You see, we are not soldiers who had to fight a war. We are soldiers of patience. So time, if the identification is too much with to the dark time business, then there are double forces which comes into play. One is your identification with the time and the other is my play of befooling. You will never get things in time after realization. It will be all untimely. Then you will realize that it was stupidity. Because straightway you do not understand. Simple identification like time, if you go little further with it, see now, in Kundalini, what is the timing? Can you say what time you are going to get your Realization? At what time exactly according to watch? My watch is, just now, is 7.30, but it could be 7, could be quarter to 7, could be 6, could be 1. It's my own watch. I'll have it the way I want. In the, in the same way, you are not to be the slave of the watch. Now, the timing, <laughs> if you try other tricks also, any such things like foolish things like that. For example, people are very particular about the mannerism of others, not their own but about others. If the other has a little peculiar mannerism finished, then they have no patience for that person. It is so outside a person, because you are not seeing the inside of a person. And when these misidentifications stick on to you too much, then I have to do something about it, isn't it? I mean, well, there's no other way but to play tricks with it. Then you get confused with Sahaja Yoga. You think, oh, I was very much all right, what's the matter? There was a lady in America whom I gave Realization. She was an Indian lady running a shop. Imagine, an Indian running a shop in America had it. Oh, I mean, she was nothing but a shop. She couldn't think of anything else but her shop. And she knew everything what was in the shop. She knew all the pricing. She knew everything, her profits, this thing, that. And when she got Realization, she forgot all about it. She just forgot and she didn't know where she had things, you know. And she was quite worried. She said, what has happened to me now? I'm not worried about the shop and I don't remember where I've put the things and this thing happens and all that. But the result was, though she was so much worried and upset, that she was making a big profit, much bigger than it was before. And she couldn't understand what was the matter, how was it she was in such a mess. And she started telling me, Mother, I can't understand, this has happened and I was so confused that I lost all my sense of direction, of time and everything, and I was making such a lot of profit. So how is it, what is happening to me? I mean, I don't understand how to work it out. And she was very good at accounts, you see, but she could not do any accounting. And ultimately she found that without doing any accounting, the money she gathered was quite a lot. 
and the things started prospering. So I said, now leave it that way. Why do you want to worry to get back to the same position where you had to write every one dollar, two dollars? Now she says, I have to write by hundred dollars. The thing is like that. Now what happens really when this happens? You go beyond thoughts. And when you go beyond th- thoughts, accept that as a blessing. Accept that as your achievement. Accept that as your resurrection. Because you go beyond thoughts and with thoughts you have been doing all these meticulous things, see, your thoughts disappear and you do not get those information and those complete efficiency, you see, recording by which you know you are efficient or not. Your efficiency to look at goes down. But on the whole, because you are in thoughtless awareness, the whole dynamism of God's working starts working for you and you are amazed at the results and you are absolutely relaxed. As if all of them start working for you and you are just watching the way it is and wondering what it is. But unless and until you understand the importance of that thoughtless awareness, that point, as this is the point where I have to speak in the same way, you understand the importance of that thoughtless awareness of your resurrection, of your entering into the realm of divine blessings, you will stick on to your thoughts. Then you start working out on your th- thoughts and there I play that nothing will work out according to your thoughts and will be very obvious. You will think of something, plan about something. It must fail. If it does not fail, you will not give up your thoughts. And then people again get confused that, Mother, I wanted to do this, but I wanted to do this, I believed in it. So all your beliefs and all your wants get absolutely neutralized and you are bewildered because you have to leave all these things in the hands of God. He does everything. You do not do anything. He is Almighty. When there is Almighty to do work for you, why do you want to do it unnecessarily? Just to pamper your ego, and the ego is also wrong, because you do not do anything. Just think of it. God only can have ego because He does everything. Like that. They walk, you see, with their vibratory awareness all the time using that. So the truth is born to them, they know what is truth, what is not. They can verify through their attention, their chitta, the truth. First your chitta gets enlightened, then in that enlightenment you find the truth. But the joy is still missing because of your ramblings. But to an uncomplicated person, if he gets his resurrection, he shoots off, he's not bothered about these ramblings. Like a little birdie which is born out of the egg, starts thinking now, how should I move my wings? So it goes to a library and tries to find it. <laughs> if not, it will cons- consult other little, little birds. Let us sit down and find out how do we move our wings. The wings have the power to rise. Allow them to rise. 
and that's what happens that's why all these ramblings are there so you go to the one side to the truth finding of everything then the attention is on more on collective consciousness and on the truth so naturally <coughs> finding out truth about others you see immediately you say oh he is catching this he is catching that that's wrong with that and that's wrong with that but if you are in the stage of joy which i am i don't know much about sahaj yoga actually i come to know through you people i am in complete joy and there you see you find, oh he is catching like this he is like this some this fellow has this problem and that fellow has that problem and that must be the reason that is there now they have all become birds there are no more eggs now just a little bit of yolk here and there you see it's clinging to their body mother will cleanse them finish but what happens is that we still think they are still in the because they they you see still go back to the shell they are afraid to fly so it, it how can it fly you see it is in the shell and still worried about raising the wings out see does want to come out so the shell has to fall off fully instead of taking out the shell you also enter into your shell think oh god why is in the shell i have to get into my shell as well and this happens with that the resurrection is delayed resurrection is only complete when you reach to the state of joy but let's see what happens to a ordinary villager in india when i give him realization he just has joy and he doesn't want to know anything about it. knowing is not his job he just knows joy at the most he knows about uh the chakras and how it works and all those things i mean his style is looking from there everything he sees everything so clearly we have some very big surge yogis in india you know that of a very great height the other day i received a letter from one of them that was amazed the way he has is expressing himself most amazed he was talking just like socrates this one fellow who met me who was just an ordinary car driver you know this bullock carts we have he was driving me down in one of these processions we have there in a village and i started talked i was amazed he was kabira just like that he was speaking to me he said the whole world is open to us now the whole universe opens at of me and wonders what a lotus have become and my fragrance feels that i was amazed at him the poetry was on with a bullock cart driver because he didn't have any ramblings he's there reached there and you ask him what's the matter with this fellow how is he oh he is coming up he's very well he's he's very well now much better much better never would they tell me that he's catching on this chakra or that chakra and all these details you see the schedule of the whole thing is that at 5 o'clock he was catching on his navi at 2 past 5 he was catching in his heart at 5 past 2 he was catching on his agya and then suddenly he was catching on his left swadhisthana 
So now the answer, what was he suffering from? Now you sit down for an examination. Because giving examination has been your habit. So you want to study the whole subject in a way as if you are appearing for your MBBS examination. And you want to write down the whole history of the patient and come down to a conclusion. And conclusion would be all wrong because the, by that time the person would have got realization and would be checking your chakras. <laughs> this is the topsy-turvy of Sahaja Yoga is. It's the most interesting thing, the way it plays with you and makes you understand that it is not the way you people go about losing all your sense of humor, becoming such serious people and getting frustrated and then losing your tempers. No, it is joy in which one has to get in. And that joy you can have if you give up those ramblings. Like some of them wrote a letter to me saying that, Mother, we went through Gregor's book, it's very difficult for us, we just don't follow a word about it. While they are very great surgeons, he said, we've given up. You see, we knew English, all right, but this is too much for us. It's too much. We just can't get into it, you see. And uh, part of it was all right when he said about seeking and when you met you. After that, we don't know what is all that written there. We don't understand anything. So next time when you come, uh, why not write another book, you see, which just says what we found. So simple as they are, they are all educated people, not that they are not, but they do not have these complications. And these complications as we have in the West, we should be careful about it. It's just, I tell you why, because somehow the movement is set in, in the West. And in everything we go to extremes, in everything. You give them anything, I mean a simple thing you give them, you know, you tell them now, I give you ten flowers, all right, you give me ten flowers, all right. Then I take them to a vase, put them there. No. You give ten flowers to a Western friend. He'll write a letter to you, thank you very much for the two daffodils and one daisy and one this and one that and one. And I know from what shop you've got them. <laughs> and then they will go in the shop and find out how much I must have paid. <laughs> Then they'll find out now how to repay it back, you see, because you've given them ten flowers, must be one more, eleven at least. How much will it cost? So the costing will be there. All right, then they'll sit down and find out what are the aesthetics of particular things are and then which one things should be given. And I mean, it's a headache, I tell you. A simple thing like giving ten flowers, you see. This is going to one extreme. Now the problem is, with all this going, with all these happenings, where are we reduced to? What are we reduced to? Do you recognize? Do you see? What is the most important thing now for us? Not our economic activity, is it? No. Even drinking activity is not important. Of course, that is one of the second most, I think, or maybe the third most, or drugging. Nothing is important. 
the very rudimentary activity that every animal knows has become the most important activity for Western mind. I mean, as if we are reduced to a sex spot. I mean, it's something madness, I tell you. I mean, you are resurrected now. You can see it so clearly. But what about those who cannot see? What do you say to them? How do you talk to them? And this is the biggest problem, that you do not know where you are heading for, where are you, you have lost your moorings, you see, because of this ramblings. The moorings are lost. You cannot find out the depth where you are. It's like going all over the places, you land back in the same place. Like I'd seen a picture that some people who, who got drifted, you see, in an aeroplane and suddenly got fainted and all that. And they thought that they are going in the other outer space or something and landing in some new place. And they landed in a place suddenly and they found it was a very beautiful place. There was a river and a beautiful mountain. They thought they must have landed in moon or some planet which is such a beautiful, beautiful thing, you see. And they were very happily settled. They said, now we'll settle down here nicely, make our home just like Robin Hood and be very happy people. And with that idea they slept. And in the morning they were awakened by an English policeman saying, Hey, what are you doing here? And they were in England only. They flew from India, England and flew back into this place and they did not know where they were. In the imaginary world of this sex, you do not know that you are at the same rudimentary point, at the very base of it and you have done nothing, no advancement of any kind. Only thing you have created, a hallucination, a very melodramatic stuff of the whole thing, and main basic problem is that. This is to be pointed out, this is to be understood. And once you start understanding as Sahajogis, then you will realize how important it is for you people who are in the West to take to Sahaja Yoga in a very big way. And that is the reason also that joy is kept out of you for the time being. Because you must know those ramblings to explain to them. Because supposing you meet a Western philosopher, intellectual, I meet many of them, headaches, I tell you, because I'm not so good at these things, you know. And they just are, did you read Mr. Madcap? I said, who is that? Oh, he's PhD in that, MAD in that. <coughs> I didn't read it. Oh, he says, all right, you have to read the whole library to talk to any one of them, you see. And then they will say that, you see, your this thing doesn't be fit. 
our culture. Now, imagine is that the culture of English or of Western people? The modern intellectuals, you see, what are they? The same rudimentary thing, that's all. Nothing more than that. They are telling you to retain your ego just to do that. Everything ending up there. And here you have to confront such fools. So it's better that you know all analysis to talk to them. They don't want to hear about God, they don't want to hear about Christ, they don't want to hear about anybody else. But a man who tells them to become just that, They are devaluation, we can call it, not evolution. They are degradation. Such a person is accepted today and regarded as God. So it is for Sahajogis to understand and recognize the importance of their being Western people, how powerful they should be and how much willpower they should have to fight this, because this is the turning point. And for me also, this is the turning point. You all have been, uh, all Sahaja Yogis, there's nobody. I have, you have come before, isn't it? Is it? I'm sorry. Uh, can you, you give her a realization today? Because today I, as usual, the time doesn't sit for me and I don't sit for time. I have to go for something which you understand. You are all invited in my house for dinner.